This is Express FM. Supported by City of Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! What a pass! A wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. Absolutely thrilled to be here. You know, everything that I was expecting coming into the city and coming into the football club has been mashed and more. Action and reaction. I think you probably saw on the pitch that there was a lot that we'd worked on in a short space of time. I think it's really good positive signs for the future. Certainly really excited to be playing under him and excited for what we can achieve this season now. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's been immensely frustrating to still be in League One after six years. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the Championship. A win for the Blues last time out, but it proved too little too late as the playoffs are now mathematically out of reach once again with games to spare. Jacobs cross to the far post, Tigger arriving! And Tigger scoring! Portsmouth have broken the deadlock. A fine cross on the right and Joe Piggott gets goal number seven for the season. A quick recap of that match against Accrington Stanley on Saturday and to catch up with Pompey Intercommunity CEO Claire Martin to come tonight, we'll find out who she's talking about here. They contacted us and for every ticket sold, Pompey and the community are going to receive uh, £2.50 and the VIP package is £5, so it's a really generous offer from them. And of course this evening myself, Jake Smith, alongside two studio guests will be coming on to preview Pompey's penultimate game of the season. Derby County away at Pride Park and it's Pride that is the only thing the Blues will have to play for this weekend with the top six now out of sight. John Bassino has been speaking about the aims and objectives for this weekend's encounter. The message has been from every one of the coaching staff is that anything less than what we've been uh, doing over the past three months is unacceptable and we need to keep those standards up for a number of reasons. First of all, just for individual pride and to make sure that we go and perform when we do play against these sides. More from the Portsmouth head coach between now and seven, as well as defender Evie Gain from the Pompey women, who is looking forward to playing back at Fratton Park. We don't often get to play in front of big crowds, so when we do, we absolutely love it. Um, it's what you dream of when you're little as a women's footballer, and for that to be now a reality for so many female footballers, it feels like an honour and it's just so exciting. A look ahead to both the men's and women's games coming up here on the only radio station proud to be passionately Pompey. This is 93.7 Express FM and you're listening to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and happy Friday. Welcome to what, for some of you at least, will be a lovely three-day weekend, with Monday, of course, representing the first bank holiday of May. You join us here on yet another instalment of the Football Hour, on schedule this time around and ready to deliver our very best. Much like our sponsors, Stagecoach South. Download the Stagecoach app from either the Apple app or Google Play Store now to view up-to-date timetable information, prepay for your ticket and locate your nearest stop too. On the way tonight, then, we'll recap uh, the events of Pompey's last outing very quickly. Hear from Pompey and the community CEO Claire Martin, as well as Blues boss John Lucino, and look ahead to the penultimate round of League One fixtures for the season. And if you want to get in touch, you can. 81400 is the number to text. Start your messages with the word express. Otherwise, you can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. I'll introduce my two studio guests in just a moment, but first a reminder of last weekend's visit of Accrington Stanley to PO4. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! 
Every second of the action is right here. Jason scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Pompey attacking the Fratton end in the first half. Lade going out to the right-hand side. Here's Lowry coming forward for Portsmouth. Lays it off to the right-hand side. Ball across the face. Loose in the penalty area. Accrington are going to be able to get it away. It has been a pretty uninspiring 45 minutes so far at Fratton Park. Lane lays it back. Here's Stuart White. Cries of shoot. Looks to the far post. Oh, just over the head of Lowry and behind for a goal kick. Lane from distance. Let's fly wide of the target for Becker. Rafferty's going to get the cross into the danger area. Pack looking for a header over the bar. And he puts his head in his hands because he knows it's a chance. Nil-nil. Jacobs cross to the far post. Pigot arriving! And Pigot scoring! Portsmouth have broken the deadlock. A fine cross on the right. And Joe Pigot gets goal number seven for the season. And Pompey have broken the deadlock. Portsmouth one. Now. Chance for Rogers, and there's a great chance for Pesley, and somehow he's put it over. Wow! What an opportunity, what a miss, 1 0. Final whistle goes at Fratton Park. Muted cheers to bring the game to an end. Portsmouth's four game drawing run is over with a um, workmanlike 1 0 win over Atkinson. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. The highlights there from last Saturday's 1-0 victory for Pompey over Atkinson Stanley, a result which means the Blues move up to 8th position in League One. However, uh, due to results elsewhere, Derby County winning 1-0 at home to Burton Albion. That mathematically confirms Pompey's position in League One for a 7th consecutive season next time around. Looking at the top of the table, Plymouth Argyle 95 points, Ipswich on 94, Sheffield Wednesday in third, level on games played with 90 points with only two matches remaining. The playoff positions made up currently of Barnsley, Bolton and Derby County with 7th place Peterborough United, the only side outside of the top six, uh, top six at the moment who can burst into it between now and the end of the campaign. Down at the bottom, Forest Green Rovers we know are already relegated. Joining them in the relegation zone as it stands, Cambridge United, Accrington Stanley and Morecambe with MK Dons and Oxford United, uh, the two sides who could uh, be sucked into that relegation dogfight or still are in that dog site, uh, dog fight as things stand. Right, joining me this evening, right the way up until seven o'clock tonight, uh, to talk all things Pompey and to preview their penultimate game of the season away at Pride Park. First and foremost, delighted to welcome onto the show Mr. Alex Fletcher joining us over the phone lines tonight. Alex, a very good evening to you, sir. Hi, Jay. Thanks very much for having me on. Uh, Alex, we, we heard uh, the highlights, and if you can call them highlights, they were only 1 minute and 44 seconds long. That probably uh, indicates quite clearly the kind of match we saw at Fratton Park last weekend. Nonetheless, a win is a win. It ends that four-game streak of, of, of consecutive draws, and great to see Joe Piggott back on the score sheet, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's been a, a relatively difficult campaign, I think, for Piggott this season. He's not had as much game time as perhaps we would have expected. In comparison to Bishop, he's obviously been nowhere near as prolific. So, for him to score a goal, it was a decent goal as well. Decent ball in and a header. I think we've not had enough of those this season, to be honest with you. So, um, so very pleased with that. And obviously pleased to get a win because it just lifts things ever so slightly. But obviously, we've had the main disappointment of those four draws of obviously now being out of reach of the playoffs. And I think it's a case for the team to just dust themselves down, be professional, see if we can pick up a few wins. Because the players that are staying on next season, Piggott may not be one of them with his loan deal expiring. 
you know, these players we can will retain in the summer that will go into next season. We'll be able to build a little bit of confidence, a little bit of time together as a team and understand the way we can operate. So there's still usefulness in these last couple of games and there's usefulness in the Akron's performance. But as a fan, it's not particularly exciting. And we're just sort of almost waiting for the season to end now, I think, unfortunately. Unfortunately. So uh, joining us on the show as well this evening, delighted to welcome back onto the Footblower Pompey Women's Chairman uh, Eric Colborn. Eric, very good evening. Good evening to you too, Jake. And uh, yeah, just just really echoing there. We'll come on and talk about the Pompey women later on in the show. They've got a massive game this Sunday back at Fratton Park. And uh, if you are listening, before we do get on to talk about that, if you haven't bought your ticket yet, please do so. Head to the at uh, Pompey Women Twitter account, or you can head to the Ports of FC e-ticketing site online as well for all information. Kids for a quid for that one this weekend. Uh, do get yourself down there to support the girls. We'll come on to that later on, Eric. Just very quickly um, debriefing again the, the game on Saturday between the Pompey men and Atkinson Stanley for a few moments. Um, we've mentioned Joe Piggott's goal. Also key to, to remind ourselves that Riley Towler, his first performance or first appearance in four matches after being left out of the team, um, yeah, uh, featured in that 1-0 win, of course, over Forest Green Rovers before um, being left out of the squad. Back in the team, another mm. clean sheet, man of the match, and straight into the League One team of the week as well. And that really shows what a kind of a, a player he is, really. Yes, yeah. Um, he, I think he's a great one for the future, and uh, it was great to see him back and playing so well again against a very difficult uh, opposition uh, for a centre half. You know, Accrington don't make it easy uh, for for the centre halves, and it was great to see him back. And um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure next season he'll be cemented in that back line, and hopefully we'll have many, many more, you know, player of the of the game awards. Um, an email from Dave Byrne. Uh, thanks for getting in touch this evening, Dave. Well, it could have been another draw, couldn't it? Had it not been for what was probably the miss of the season at Fratton Park by an opposition player, yeah, Presley with that one um, towards the very end of the game. However, Dave continues, a few positives. I thought Colby Bishop had an outstanding game up front. Despite not scoring, he led the line brilliantly against some fairly tough and agricultural defending and, as usual, feeding off scraps. Paddy Lane worked hard to create and be a threat to the opposition goal. Deshaun Bernard showed the kind of centre-back we desperately need power pace and a footballing brain play any of our current centre-backs alongside him and the partnership becomes a great improvement on what we currently have to offer uh, from our permanent staff other than that I couldn't fault the effort but effort alone will not get us out of the drudgery of this division we need more quality with the aim of winning the league next year if we fail and finish second that's okay yeah I think that is okay to be fair Dave the playoffs should not be the target but merely a consolation which only becomes acceptable if we then win it. Let's face it, anything else, and uh, we'll be looking at season number eight in the same division. And Dave uh, concludes for the email by saying, that must not happen. Thank you very much, Dave, for getting in touch tonight. Um, plenty to pick apart from that um, email, Alex. But we'll start right at the, the very beginning about Colby Bishop, the outstanding game that Dave thought he had up top. He is on a, a bit of a drought at the moment, five games without a goal. But I think Dave raises a very, very fair point. If it is his hold-up plays, is just as crucial to his team as the balls that he puts into the back of the net. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's been arguably our standout player this season. I think he's been someone who's been able to operate well within the system that the Cowley's tried to work with. Even when we were struggling, he would still pick up the goals in the struggling Cowley system. And he's been able to adapt to Massimo now. So he's obviously showing himself as a very versatile, you know, dynamic player who is very key to this squad. And as you say, I think... The problem is a lot of the time I think with Pompey fans is that if a striker immediately stops scoring, they are, it's assumed that they are 
you know, not doing their job, they're not performing well. Listen, obviously, strikers have to score goals. That is what they're there for. But I think Colin Bishop does bring a lot more to the game. And he's more of a complete striker in this division that we'd want. And obviously, I desperately hope that we keep hold of him uh, in, in, the summer tra- in the summer transfer window. So he is that sort of player that that gives you that, that focal point in attack and he allows the wingers to be brought in and he allows the, you know, with an attacking mid, he brought into the game as well. And, and obviously, he, he knows where the back of the net is. He's, I think he's second top scorer in this division. I'm not sure if he's still got that, but, but you know, he, he is the ultimate striker. I hope we can retain him and I don't think any criticism he's had this season has been warranted. I think he's been absolutely fantastic in a, an average season. He's been a standout player. And one of the other points made within that email, Eric, from Dave just a few moments ago, um, couldn't fault with the effort, but unfortunately, effort alone will not get us out of this division. We need more quality with the aim of winning the league next year. If we fail and finish second, that's OK. Um, Eric, I think it's fair to say from a from a supporter's perspective, as we head into a seventh consecutive season in this division, we've had our near misses, of course, under Kenny Jacket with the playoffs. This here represents three straight campaigns where Pompey have failed to even get into the top six. And I think it would be a, a fair assumption to, to get on board with the fact that many fans are expecting, or at least hoping for next season, to be aiming for the top two, not just trying to get into the top six, but we, we, you know, we want to get out of this division, that is the bottom line. Well, I think every season you start, uh, you know, your aim is to is to get into the top two. I don't think anybody starts thinking, oh, well, let's get into the playoffs. Um, you, you've got to get into that top two. Obviously, that's that's the target at the beginning of the season. And we've got to start strong, like we did this season. Strange mm-hmm. enough, we started well, and then we got all those injuries, and it all went downhill from there on. But I'm I'm sure, well, I know that the uh, the 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 um, the management team are working on uh, building the squad for next season, and it's going to be very very interesting to see who stays and who goes and who comes in. Um, yes, it's a very very important season for us. There's no getting away from that. Um, well, but you say that every season, don't you? This is the trouble. Uh, but it, it is an important season, as I say, and. If you look at John's record since he's come in, mm. it's been very good. I mean, I know that you, you know, we're all hugely disappointed about these four draws in a row because I felt we could have made the, you know, the playoffs and 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 that would have been a real, real bonus, I think, and, and, and to have done that. But um, you know, as as everybody says, you know, the table doesn't lie, and um, you know, we if we'd have, if we had a scraped into the playoffs, would have we been able to beat mm. teams like, I mean. Probably Sheffield Wednesday are going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so you know, and everyone at the beginning of the season would have said they were almost a dead cert to go up. Um, but who would have picked Plymouth to go up? Well, <laughs> automatically, and then with ninety-five points currently on the board, perhaps not. You mentioned John Bassino's record there, Eric. Mm. Um, twenty-one games in charge of Pompey. Out of those twenty-one games, ten victories. Seven draws and four defeats. We know a lot of them draws, unfortunately, have come to sides fighting for their lives at the bottom of the table at a very crucial time of the season. A win percentage of just under 48%, which is just under two points per game. You escalate that, of course, the course of a season. You're looking at between 85 and 90 points. And those four defeats, they've come against Barnsley, uh, yeah, Barnsley, Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth Argyle and Peterborough. <laughs> it says it all, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Um, and... and- and John's come in, and let's be fair, he, you know, he took over a st- sort of a side that 
well, obviously hadn't won for goodness knows how long. Um, you know, an awful record, didn't we, at that uh, at that moment of time? And you've got to say, from there, he's done a great job. Um, but let him build the team for next season, and hopefully, um, with the players he's going to bring in. Uh, we are, yeah, we we want to be, let's win the blinking division, come on. <laughs> let's do it, let's win it. Mm. Right, let's move swiftly on from that now and hear from Pompey in the community CEO, Claire Martin. She's been chatting to Paul Marsh this week about the upcoming Neil Warnock tour. The former Leeds United, Cardiff City and current Huddersfield Town boss will be coming to Portsmouth Guildhall on the 25th of May to tell plenty of interesting stories from across his long managerial career. And it's been recently revealed but some of the proceeds from the ticket sales of the event will go to Pompey in the community. Paul Marsh here on Express and I'm delighted to say that I'm joined on the phone by Claire Martin from Pompey in the community. Uh, Morning Claire, how are you? Good morning, good thank you. So um, we've been talking about uh, Neil Warnock's show at the Portsmouth Guildhall in May and uh, strangely enough Pompey in the community is actually going to benefit from this happening isn't it? We are. They've contacted us and for every ticket sold, Pompey and the community are going to receive uh, £2.50 um, and the VIP package is £5. So it's a really generous offer from them um, and they're supporting the charity on the night as well. Uh, we're going to be able to have a, a raffle there um, so, and perhaps a bucket collection even on the way out just to help our, our fundraising currently. So, I mean, that's fantastic because I think we all know that Neil Warnick is definitely a Marmite character. Some people love him, some people not so much. (laughs) But the one thing that Neil's got is absolutely loads and loads of stories about football. So if you are a football fan and maybe you think, oh, I'm not quite sure about him, there is now another reason to get down there for the night because your money is going to help support Pompey and the community. Yeah, I found it fascinating because when, when they approached, I answered the call and went out to the back office where my staff are and said, we've had this opportunity, what do you think? And three of them put their hands up and said, well, we've already bought tickets, we think it's brilliant. So, um, yeah, so I think that answered the question for me before we went any further. So I think it'd be a great evening, um, really entertaining. And as I say, you know, it'll go towards many of the projects that, that we run at the moment. Um, so you know, t- tell us a little bit about those for those that uh, for anybody listening now who's possibly not been in Portsmouth for the last ten or so years <laughs> and doesn't know too much about Pompey in the community. Tell us a little bit about what you do and where this money is going to go to. Well, yeah, we use the brand of Pompey Football Club to sort of engage the whole community. So we run programs for all generations. So you know we've got tops courses right the way through to. Um, early dementia group for carers. We've got inclusive cycling, so anybody can get on a bike in a safe area and cycle. Um, we've got all sorts of programmes, and a lot of what we do is open access youth activities. So through our funding, we enable kids who perhaps wouldn't able to afford things to, to take part for free. So they turn up, and as long as we've got a contact number, they can take part. So we've got about uh, 40 open access, different sports and um, sessions during the week. Some of those are... are here at Pompey in the community. Others are spread out all over the city. Yeah, so there you go. That's absolutely fantastic. All the reasons that you buying a ticket to go and see Neil Warnock at Portsmouth Guildhall on Thursday the 25th of May, all of those reasons can not only bring you joy on the night, but also bring joy to hundreds, if not thousands of people across the city of Portsmouth for those who really need need it. They just need to go onto our website and click on our link. If you do it through the Guildhall, we won't benefit. If you do it through our link, you will. So that's on our 
Facebook and our Twitter and our and our website. Right. Well, Claire, um, you send me that link and I will Lovely. put it out on our social media for all of our listeners to make sure that they go through there and they can get uh, Pompey and the community can get all of the benefits of it as well. That's super. Thank you ever so much. Paul Marsh Fair with Claire Martin from Pompey in the community. We'll come on to talk about that in a bit more detail in just a moment. And when we return, we'll ramp up our preview of tomorrow's trip to Derby County for Pompey and hear what John Bassino, who is uh, looking forward to seeing over 3,000 Blues supporters at Pride Park. Just to have that level of support um, away from home is, is absolutely incredible and a, um, a trip that, of course, in, in terms of final league positions for us doesn't mean anything. So hopefully we can put on a good display. But, um, yeah, the same message as, as always, you know, we just... Um, we really need need their continued support and it's massively important for what we do on the pitch. I think the players really feed off it and, and especially away from home sometimes you can really make it like a home atmosphere. Stick around for that pre-match interview with the Blues head coach as well as more from myself, Alex and Eric when the Football Hour returns after this quick break. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome along to part two of this latest episode of the Football Hour on Express FM, brought to you this season by Stagecoach across the South. Right before the break, we heard from Pompey in the community CEO, Claire Martin, about what the Neil Warlock Tour is doing to help the Pompey in the community with proceeds of the ticket sales of that uh, going towards the charity and helping towards some fantastic events that they are holding. Eric Colborne, I know you've uh, had, had a lot of involvement with, with Pompey in the community and it's, it's mm. great to see that this, this Neil Warnock event is is going above and beyond to try and help a fantastic cause. Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, uh, That's it, brilliant, really, to uh, to hear that. Um, I, I, I'd heard word that, that, that something may be happening. Um, so, yeah, let's hope we get lots and lots of people down and uh, the the charity can you know obviously make lots and lots of money. And of course, with John Jenkins Stadium still under construction, there is a, a big build project at the moment that Pompey in the community, you can take a look at that. Um, Blue supporters listening in on Twitter at Pompey ITC for more information, urging um, supporters in the community to really get involved to, to get that stadium build over the line. And, and, um, and what a, a great, um, what a great sort of stadium, what a great facility it will be when it is built, Eric. Absolutely fantastic community football stadium well not just football stadium but uh, other things as well but yeah no brilliant absolutely brilliant for for everybody in this city to to be able to have a a, a facility like that and it'll be a top-notch facility and I just can't wait to get it finished and and, and see it it'll be absolutely brilliant for this city uh, and it'll be a fantastic achievement for Claire and, and Pompey in the community 
big thank you once again to Claire Martin uh, for speaking to Paul Marsh earlier this week. Um, right, Alex Fletcher also alongside us on the Football Hour tonight. Alex, I do want to go back to, uh, again, another uh, point mentioned by Dave on the emails. I think Dave's been looking at my notes of the show, I'll be honest, because he's uh, he's taken a lot from it. Um, Deshaun Bernard um, showing the kind of centre-back we desperately need, according to Dave on the emails there. Well, Alex, we heard reported in the week from Deshaun Bernard that he's potentially leaving Manchester United in the summer, um, perhaps freeing up an opportunity for, for Pompey or, or someone to snap him up on a, on a, on a freebie. So, in your opinion, as a fan, from what you've seen from Deshaun Bernard and albeit limited game time he's had at Pompey so far this season, would he be a, a player you'd be interested in recruiting for next season? I think so, yeah. I think he's shown himself to be a really, really sort of technically gifted centre-half, which is obviously not something you necessarily see too much in League One, but with the way that football's changing now, with the way that the main sort of systems, obviously the, the Guardiola style of football that seems to now be implementing everything in, in terms of English League football, um, I think he, he really fits that bill and being able to play out from the back, being able to pass, being able to drive forward. And I think the team sometimes that's struggle with its creativity, struggle with that link between defence and midfield and the midfield and attack or having that little gap in the middle. He is someone that can really assist us in that respect. Um, listen, I don't think his signing is automatically what we need to suddenly get promotion. But I think when, when he has played, he has been a, a really, really sort of strong and powerful presence in the team. He's clearly got a, a fair bit of quality. So for me, if you retain the services of players like Raggett and Towler, obviously there's, there's, there's plenty of contract negotiations going on in the next few days, obviously, that will, you know, <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll see news about that as, as, as it comes out. I think if you add him to, to the ranks and you've then got a really, really strong basis for your centre-halves, realistically, before the main bulk of the transfer window has already started, and especially if we were able to get him on a free, that would be absolutely fantastic. So I think, assuming that the wage demands are reasonable and, and everything like that, I think he, he seems to have enjoyed it, his time here, and he obviously hinting at leaving Manchester United sort of puts himself in the shot window somewhat. And I think, you know, we've got to take that opportunity and we'll hopefully get first refusal because he's been here for the last six months. <laughs> Um, we mentioned earlier as well, Alex, um, one of his centre-back uh, partners uh, within that role in the back line, Riley Tallis. Clear to see that he's got a big future here at Fratton Park. Very uh, highly commended back at Bristol City. AFC Wimbledon, we know the supporters have already adorned him uh, since his arrival in January. Let's say hypothetically Pompey do sign Deshaun Bernard in the summer and you've got him and Riley Tallis. In your opinion, Alex, as a, as a fan, if you're watching them two line up against one another week in, week out, two very young centre-backs, is, is that something you'd be looking for? Or, in your opinion, do, do you sort of need a pairing where you've got sort of one younger player and one sort of experienced head like Sean Raggett or like Clark Robertson, whether it is them, them players themselves or not? I don't think you necessarily need someone with a massive amount of experience in that back line. I think you need experience throughout the team and throughout the squad. Obviously, players like Raggett and Robertson, if they were to remain at the club, but maybe not be in that starting eleven, they can still have that uh, sort of influence in terms of their experience. Yeah, I think Towler has been a fantastic find. And considering we paid almost nothing for him, he, he seems like a, a, a fantastic option for us in, in, in centre-half. So him and Bernard as a, a centre-back pairing would be a, a very, very strong pairing, in my opinion. It seems a, a pairing that just takes us a little bit further forward in the sort of way that we want to play football and the sort of style that Messina wants to play. I know that there was obviously some conversations about whether Tower was, you know, sort of Messinio's kind of centre half, whether or not he really wanted to to persist with that. But I think you know what we've seen in the last few weeks is they're both very, very capable centre half and we've got experience throughout the team with the sort of players that will already be able to retain because they've still got contracts with us. I don't think it's 
a risk to put those two at the back. I think they're the best two centre-backs at the club at this moment in time. So, so why not play them together? Mm. Alex, thank you. 81400 is the number you need to text and back home if you've got anything you'd like to add, whether you agree or disagree with anything that both uh, Alex or Eric have said this evening so far. Do get in touch. Start your text with the word express. If you've got a question, a query, a concern, a score prediction, you can also email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Right, so far we've uh, rounded up a little bit from last Saturday's 1-0 win over Accrington Stanley at Fratton Park. We've spoken also about Deshaun Bernard, Riley Towler. But now time to ramp up uh, the preview of Pompey versus Derby County. The penultimate game of the season. The final away match of the campaign for Portsmouth Football Club. Max Swatton has been speaking this week to head coach John Messino. Well John, our penultimate game of the season coming up. How's preparation been ahead of it? Yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, it's, it's sometimes... Uh, an interesting time of the season if you haven't got anything to play for but the lads have been very good this week trying to keep them motivated and uh, keep them at it in training and they've, they've been excellent out there so really looking forward to going into um, yeah, our last away game of the season and a pretty good one to boot as well. Yeah, Let's go into that in a bit more detail. What is the attitude like around the training ground at the moment obviously with having nothing to play for as the season, as the season ends? It's been really good. It's been spot on and the message has been from every one of the coaching staff is that anything less than what we've been uh, doing over the past three months is unacceptable and we, we need to keep those standards up for a number of reasons. First of all, just for individual pride and to make sure that we go and perform when we do play against these sides. Um, and then also, you know, we've got players playing for contracts, we've got players playing for positions. Uh, every, chance, every time they step out on the training pitch and they step out on the pitch, it's a chance to... Uh, show what players are about and that might be to us here at Portsmouth it might be to someone else as well so they need to make sure that they are on it at all times and that professional pride um, is, is something that we you know, massively need to keep on top of Derby obviously still do have something to play for they're in the running for that playoff spot what sort of challenge are you expecting? Yeah, I mean, a really good side, a really well-organised side. Paul Warren now has had the majority of the season, I think, with them to, to get them going. And, um, yeah, they've been they've been you know, excellent, I think, this season. They've got some really good players, some really big-name players at this level. And, uh, obviously, they're looking to bounce back and get back into the Championship. So, um, it's always a difficult place to play. And, you know, with a lot to play for, with a lot on, on the line for Derby, you know, we, we expect a side that's um, that hungry, that, that they're at it. And, um, you know, we're going with, with every reason to win the game. So, we've got a real tough encounter ahead of us. Tickets have sold out for this weekend's trip. Almost around about 3,000 Pompey fans heading to Pride Park. I think it just about summarises their support and especially the support you've had since since coming into the club. It's been nothing short of, of sensational. So what's your message to them ahead of the game? Yeah, I mean, amazing uh, amazing that uh, we've, we've sold out up at Derby just to have that level of support um, away from home is, is absolutely incredible and a, um, a trip that of course in, in terms of final league positions for us doesn't mean anything so hopefully we can put on a good display but um, yeah the same message as, as always you know we just um, we really need need the continued support and um, it's, it's massively important for what we do on the pitch I think the players really feed off it and, and especially away from home sometimes you can really make it like a home atmosphere and even at places like Pride Park with 3,000 um, away fans there I think we can really you know, turn, turn things around and, and make it a, a really interesting place to play so um, yeah it's, it's obviously probably sums up the, the level of support that we have here in terms of um, people really committing their time their money and their efforts to, to come up and watch us come, come rain or shine and so hopefully we can reward them on Saturday with a half decent performance What's the latest team news? Uh, yeah, so no, no new injuries from, from last week. Uh, Jamie, he's been back in training today, uh, which is a positive. 
Uh, Denver's still out, so struggling with with the knee injury that he was from last week. But apart from that, everything else is is on track. Zach Swanson's been back out on the grass this week, but I think anything between now and the end of the season is just going to be too too uh, soon for him. And I don't think there's any point rest, um, risking it for Zach. It just needs a good preseason under his belt next year to come back firing. So uh, apart from that, everything's as normal. And just finally, Pompey women are playing at Fratton Park on Sunday. What's your message to Jane and the girls ahead of that one? Yeah, I mean, just uh, you know, massive congratulations on the season they've had so far. I think to be challenging uh, at the top for for so long, and, and unfortunately, I think yeah, unfortunately against my old club, uh, Oxford, they they didn't manage to I uh, didn't manage to beat them there. Uh, but you know, really, really good um, achievement in terms of where they've come and, and how far they've gone. So yeah, good luck to to Jay and the girls on on Sunday, and um, yeah, hopefully they come away with a good result against Crawley. John Messino speaking there ahead of Pompey's trip to Derby County on Saturday. Um, Alex Fletcher, over 3,000 Pompey fans making the journey to Pride Park in a game which ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, it, it, it means nothing when Pompey have got nothing to play play for. It's a fantastic effort, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think you know we, we still need to get behind the players when we can. Obviously, getting these away days, getting to go to grounds like Derby where we haven't been, haven't been for, for, for a few seasons now, I think these opportunities are really, really positive for us. And I think, you know, we can show ourselves as very, very strong supporters. And I mean, obviously we're all biased, but we all think we're the best supporters, but I do think that we, we do stick out. And I think that's one of the important things I would say that we can't lose, even in these frustrating times, even in the times where we're not performing at the level, we cannot start turning on, on, on the club and, and, and on the players, unless obviously, you know, there's, there's frustrations, understand that. And there's no, there's no reason to say people can't voice those frustrations. But I think we need to stay behind and support this club through the difficult time. And I think we perhaps even underestimate how much of an influence we can have psychologically on the team and the players and the football club in general. So it's fantastic to see so many fans going up to Derby, but I just really hope that, uh, that our fan base continues to support this team, continues to support Messina, continues to support the project that's going on at the club right now. And I think that'll be able to guide us into, into hopefully some, uh, some, some more greener pastures, as it were. And with with the pressure somewhat off now, Alex, with you know we mentioned there nothing to play for mathematically out of the running uh, for the playoff positions now are Pompey. Uh, do you think that could maybe spare the side on to to get a result tomorrow? Maybe upset the odds and cause a bit of pain to Derby County, who are, are still chasing a position with top six. Look, we we looked at the games before the Aki game last weekend, four consecutive draws against sides struggling at the wrong end of the table, just when expectation was creeping in that maybe we could burst into both playoff positions. Do you think that m- mentally? this is where Pompey needs to improve a lot in the summer? I think so. I think, um, you know, you look at the sort of squad that we'll be sort of putting out, I would expect to see a couple of youngsters, the likes of sort of uh, Harry Jewett-White and players like that, obviously getting some game time. And I think mentality is one thing. I think there's also the element of of just having a consistency of a pattern of the way that we're going to play. And it's obviously very frustrating when you change managers because you've then got two different philosophies, two different sort of, sets of players for, for, for the same system or the same set of players for two different systems. It's, it's very frustrating in many respects, but I think, you know, we need to go into these last two games and just try to have those individuals prove themselves. Mm-hmm. There'll be a few that are playing for contracts. I think if players aren't interested in signing a new contract, then I don't think this should be anywhere near the squad, quite frankly, unless they are an absolute professional who, you know, wants to sort of bow out of their poppy career. But I don't really think there's too many of those players that mm-hmm. that would apply to. So I think, it's important that we go into these last two games. I mean, it's incomparable. I mean, I played a football game today, our last game of the season. There was nothing to play for. I still wanted to go out and score goals and play a good game and enjoy myself because it's about the enjoyment of football. And I really hope those players have that, that kind of attitude in the, in the proper professional football game. 
But yeah, it's going to be difficult at Derby. They're fighting for something. If we're not fighting for something, no matter how motivated you are to play football, there's always going to be that psychological edge. Yeah, and Alex, I'm very conscious. I know you've got to leave us, unfortunately, this uh, this second sort of ad break now. Um, before we do let you go, Alex, can I just uh, squeeze a score prediction out of you, please, for uh, the Pompey's trip, of course, to Pride Park tomorrow? Well, I never predicted to lose, but I'll go for a, I'll go for a two-two draw. I think if we can uh, obviously turn up, play some good football, we'll be able to get a point out of them. But Derby are fighting, so I'm not really sure if I can go for a go for a win at this stage. <laughs> Lovely, Alex Fletcher. Thank you very much for coming on to the Football Hour tonight. I hope you have a fantastic uh, bank holiday weekend. Thanks so much, Jay. You too. Cheers, Alex. Thanks, as always, as I mentioned there, to Alex Fletcher for his contributions to the Football Hour this evening. Right, time now for one final break. And when we come back, we'll round off our preview of Pompey's trip to Pride Park and also take some time to look ahead to the Pompey women's final game of the season. Jay Sadler's side take on Crawley Wasps at Fratton Park on Sunday and defender Evie Gain has been speaking about what this city and its football club means to her. It took me a bit of time to settle back into my football and just start enjoying it again. But I'm loving it now and my goal for next season is to get us promoted and I'm fully focused on that. Portsmouth's my home. Um, I don't plan to go anywhere else. This is where I want to be playing my football, not just in the short term, but the long term. More from Evie, myself, Jake Smith and Kerrick. And Kerrick? Who's Kerrick? Eric Colborn in the third and final part of tonight's show. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Football Hour here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late-night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a Night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Good evening and welcome back for the final time tonight to the Football Hour, supported once more by Stagecoach across the South. Head to their website, stagecoachbus.com, for more information on the services they can provide near you. Okay, so this here represents your very final chance to get involved with the conversation on the show this evening. Would you like to see Pompey pursue Deshaun Bernard on a permanent deal next season? What would you like to see from the Blues over the next two now pretty meaningless games? And what is your aim for next season? Are we shooting for the stars or should we expect another struggle for a top six finish all the ways in which to get in touch if you don't know them by now can be found over at expressfn.com more on John Messina's side and their trip to Pride Park shortly but first we take a few moments away to look ahead to the Pompey women's final game of the season Jay Sadler's side take on Crawley Wasps on Sunday afternoon and earlier today I caught up with Blues defender Evie Gain starting off by asking how much she's looking forward to the occasion and playing back at Fratton Park yeah, absolutely buzzing for it. Um, yeah, I think it's been a long time coming, us getting back in Fratton Park. Um, and yeah, the whole group is really excited to be back um, back at the home and have all the fans there. It's the final game of the season and with any hopes of winning the league now, unfortunately, mathematically gone. Is this a chance for the team to let their hair down a little bit and play with maybe a sense of freedom? Or is the mentality heading into this one just the same as it has been throughout the season? No, I think definitely um, it is a chance for us to let our hair down um, and obviously put on a performance for our fans and just finish the season on a high. It's been a fantastic season. I think the mentality never changes. We want those three points. We want to put on a performance, a show, 
um, and prove like how well we've played this season and just carry on that form and then hopefully take that into the next season. You mentioned looking forward to playing back at Fratton Park. It's been confirmed today at the time of talking um, that over 1,000 tickets have been sold for the game. It's going to be a fantastic occasion, I'm sure. As you mentioned a few moments ago, you're, you're relishing the opportunity. No, for sure. It's really exciting, I think. We don't often get to play in front of big crowds. Um, so when we do, we absolutely love it. Um, it's what you dream of when you're little as a women's footballer. And for that to be now a reality for so many female footballers, it's just it feels like an honour and it's just so exciting. What kind of test do you expect from Crawley Wasfen? Aside of it, have been, you know, they've had such a poor season and were relegated some time ago. Will it be as much of a walk in the park as the table might suggest it could be? No, I definitely don't think it will be. Um, we go into the game with a lot of respect for them. Um, they've obviously battled all season and they're going to want to come out and put a fight on on our home turf um, and bring it to us. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to be easy and we're going to have to be on it. Um, but I f- fully believe if we play our football, um, we will do really well. But, we, yeah, we, have to, we can't let off just because they're at the bottom of the table. That doesn't matter. Um, they're still a good side. And just finally, Evie, from your perspective, what's it been like to return to the South Coast? And what are your personal objectives for the next season? It's been so nice to return. Um, I think I had a few months where I was a bit wobbly and it took me a bit of time to settle back into my football and just start enjoying it again. Um, But I'm loving it now. And my goal for next season is to get us promoted. And I'm fully focused on that. Portsmouth's my home. Um, I don't plan to go anywhere else. This is where I want to be playing my football, not just in the short term, but the long term. Um, love the club, love the people. And yeah, I'm excited to take this club to the next level. Eve the game, big thank you to her for speaking to me earlier today, previewing uh, the game against Crawley Wasps at Fratton Park on Sunday. Eric Colborn alongside us for the final 15 minutes of the show tonight. Eric, um, first of all, before we do come on to the game itself, uh, great to have Evie back and really really encouraging to hear how enthusiastic she is really in love with this city and this football club as well yeah absolutely um evie's a fantastic player and a fantastic character in the dressing room as well um she's somebody that you know really ignites the the side and and galvanizes it and uh, yeah we're really looking forward to to her um, well, not obviously on Sunday, but also next season, really going, going at it, and um, it, it's been a phenomenal season for us. Um, you know, you said at the start of the season we'd be challenging at the top this late on. You, you, you know, you, you'd have bitten anybody's hand off to have that. But no, she's a fantastic player and a fantastic character. And as I say, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing her next season. Absolutely. And great to end the season back at Fratton Park, Eric, mm-hmm. on Sunday. Crawley Wasp, we know, unfortunately, like the men for the women this weekend, there's nothing to play for in terms of league positioning, getting out yeah. of the division. But you mentioned there it's been a very strong campaign nonetheless. Great to be back at PO4 and now in front of what was confirmed today, over a thousand supporters. Um, great ticket sales for this one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our supporters are fantastic, and you know, really like to thank everybody that supported us throughout the season. I think everybody agree. We've seen some fantastic football, really, really good stuff. And uh, obviously, uh, if you haven't bought your tickets yet, please do so. You can come along and uh, pay on the day. Um, please remember, it's cashless at the stadium, but you can buy your tickets on the day. As I say, kids for a quid uh, and really come along and cheer the girls on and, and support them. And, and, and you know, let's, let's hope that people that have never come to women's football before 
come along. Mm. You know, bring, bring, bring your family, bring your kids. Let's get Fratton Park rocking because there's nothing like it. Fratton Park, for, <laughs> when, you know, what a stadium, what a place to yeah. play your football. And just finally, ending on, on on the women's aspect of the game, Eric, it was announced today. Uh, very good timing for tonight's show, wasn't it? By the mm. FA Women's National League, an update on promotion and relegation between tiers two and three, which I'm sure will be a, a world competition for for Pompey and any any club within those sort of tiers of the women's game. Uh, the FA board has this week recommended changes to promotion and relegation between tiers two and three. These changes are subject to ratification by FA Council in a significant shake-up of the existing structure, which sees one team promoted and relegated the FA will remove the requirement for the current end of season playoff to determine the side promoted to the championship which takes place between the respective winners of the FA Women's National League Northern and Southern Premier Divisions. Instead both the FA Women's National League Premier Division title winners from the North and South will be rewarded for their success with promotion with two clubs in turn being relegated from the championship these changes will come into effect from next season the statement there from the FA Women's National League Eric it goes without saying a welcome change there hooray <laughs> thank last. goodness <laughs> it's an absolute disgrace that you get you can win every game yep. of your normal season and then lose the playoff, and you're back where you started, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's a, it's appalling, absolutely appalling. It happened to us a few years ago before I I, I joined, and um, I, I think it's a it, well, it's a horrendous. And as I say, there's been so so much pressure put on the FA to get this done, mm-hmm. and thank goodness, yes, it's lovely to hear that they have at last done it. Good to hear, of course, but common sense maybe has prevailed in the end to, to reward a league winner with, with promotion to, to the step above, particularly in the third tier of, of, of women's football. Great to see that the FA has finally taken action, and that will be the case. So from next season, if you win the FA Women's National League uh, Premier Division North or South, you will be rewarded with promotion. So you know, who knows this time next, next year, Eric, this could be Pompey. Well... Never say never. I was going to say, never say <laughs> never, and that will be our aim. That will Jake. be the aim. That is yes. the aim. That is the aim. Eric, thank you very much. We'll be back with you in just a few moments' time. Time now uh, to ramp up our preview and really conclude the uh, look ahead to Pompey. The men's trip to Derby County this weekend. Uh, Connor Mosley earlier today had a bit more of an insight into tomorrow's opponents, Derby County. Pompey's playoff dreams came to an end last time out and now they prepare to enter their seventh season in League One. Two games remain, however, this season. Derby County are up next. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Last Saturday's 1-0 win over Accrington Stanley at Fratton Park proved too little, too late for the Blues, who can now no longer mathematically reach the top six. Pride Park is the venue for Pompey's penultimate game of the season. Manager. Derby County are currently managed by Norwich supporter Paul Warren. The ex-midfielder started playing non-league football for Great Yarmouth Town before moving on to Dis Town, where he won the FA Vars in 1994. After playing for Roxham, he began his professional career at the age of 23 when he signed for Wigan Athletic. Throughout his pro career, he's also played for Rotherham United, Oldham Athletic and Yeovil Town. One first started his managerial adventure in 2012 at Rotherham, where he was granted a testimonial for giving the club many years of service as a player, coach and joint caretaker manager. Shortly after Liam Rossinio was relieved of his duties, Paul Warren was officially announced by Derby as their new head coach on a four-year deal earlier in the season. One to watch. 31-year-old Nathaniel Mendez-Lang is our one to watch this week. 
Throughout his career, the winger has played for Peterborough United, Rochdale, Cardiff City, Middlesbrough and Sheffield Wednesday. He also made eight appearances on loan at Pompey in 2012. Mendes Lange joined the Rams on a two-year deal in July 2022 and scored his first goal in a win against Barnsley at the beginning of the season. The wing has played 42 out of 44 games so far this campaign and has scored seven goals across all competitions. Top scorer. David McGoldrick is the top scorer for the side this term. The former Ipswich and Sheffield United player signed for the Rams this season on just a one-year contract. In October, against Bristol Rovers at Pride Park, McGoldrick scored a first-half hat-trick to help his side to a 4-2 win, which secured Paul Warren his first home victory as manager of the club. He went on to score his second hat-trick of the season against Forest Green Rovers in a 4-0 victory at Pride Park and claimed a third in February in a 5-0 win over Morecambe. McGoldrick was awarded League One Player of the Month in February after scoring six goals and providing three assists. Striker David McGoldrick, who wears the number 10 shirt for Derby, has scored 25 goals this campaign, 22 in the league, two in the FA Cup and one in the Papa John's Trophy. Current form. Paul Warren's side have secured a total of 21 wins out of 44 games this season with 12 draws and 11 defeats. They're currently sat in sixth position following a 1-0 win at home to Burton last time out, a result which officially condemned Pompey to another year in the third tier. They sit only two points clear of Peterborough in seventh, who lost 3-0 at home to Ipswich Town last weekend. In their last five games, Derby have won three and drawn two. The Rams were relegated from the championship last season after finishing in 23rd. So could Derby soon be entering their second season in League One? Can Pompey end the campaign at least with a bit of pride at Pride Park? All of your missable action on Pompey Live. Big thank you to Connor Mosley, enthusiastic as ever about the opposition. Derby County there. Um, a, f- a few players to look out for, um, Eric. We know Derby County, a very uh, threatening side. Last time out between the two teams, it, it, it did, of course, end all square in a 0-0 draw at Fratton Park. This time around, Derby very much within the top six position. They'll be looking to retain their place and, and perhaps even secure a playoff finish this season. Pompey out of a running. Um, but the likes of former Blues winger Nathaniel Mendes-Leng, uh, the, the pacing me aggression that he brings to the team David McGoldrick top goal scorer third um, of any player in the division of course this season in League One as well uh, both of those players uh, amongst many but like James Collins too will undoubtedly keep this Pompey bat line very busy tomorrow yes um, obviously uh, we're in for a stiff uh, challenge but um, I think it's about what we do. It's about what we can, uh, you know, do going forward. Um, yeah, there's going to be a defensive job to do. Of course, there is, and, and they're great players. That's you know, not, not mess around. They 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 are top quality players that they've got at the, at the club. Um, but there's all the pressure is on them, and um, you know, if we go there. Uh, It'd be great to see us go there and really give them a a game. Uh, and why not? Yeah. Why not? Uh, we also know, of course, Joe Morell returning to the Pompey squad this weekend, available for selection after a four-game suspension following his red card at MK Dons a few weeks ago. Uh, a big boost for John Messino's men, uh, Eric, for the return of Joe Morell, if, if, of course, the gaffer decides to include him within the squad. Um, competition for places in midfield certainly uh, uh, limited as things stand, but Joe Morell, of course, whether he's included or not, will be a, a, a big boost to, to John Messino and provide a bit of a selection headache, but a positive one. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, when we were 
the, the four draws that we've had have um, uh, in a row were um, obviously uh, a lot of people were saying to me, well, you know, if we'd had Joe Morrell in the side, we'd have that, you know, somebody you can take the ball and, and, and get forward with it um, quickly and, and make things happen uh, on the turn. And I, I think uh, th that's fair comment. Uh, we certainly missed him in in those games that we didn't have him. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised uh, to see him back tomorrow. Steve on Facebook is going for a one-all draw. Mark on Twitter is going for a one-nil defeat. Uh, whilst Kev also on Twitter is going for a one-nil Pompey win at Pride Park tomorrow. Eric Colborne, your score prediction, please. Pompey versus Derby County. I think it's going to be tight. I'm going to go for a two-one win. Two-one win for Pompey. Uh, the men, of course, against Derby County tomorrow afternoon. I think we'll take that all day long, wouldn't we? Uh, could potentially extend uh, the unbeaten run at, mo at the moment for the Blues to ten games if they remain undefeated against playoff-chasing Derby County this weekend. My score prediction: I'm going to go for a one-all draw between the two sides at Pride Park. You can catch all of the unmissable action when Pompey Live returns tomorrow afternoon from two o'clock. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. On Saturday, Joe Piggott came off the bench to score in a 1-0 victory over Accrington Stanley. Jacob's cross to the far post. Piggott arriving! And Piggott scoring! And Pompey have broken the deadlock. Quarters one, Accrington Stanley nil. Up next, Pompey visit Derby County. All of the action will be right here on Saturday from 2pm. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. That's right, myself, Jake Smith, alongside Robbie James and Jay Sadler for all of the action from Pride Park, Pompey's penultimate game of the League One campaign. Nothing but pride to play for, but hopefully a win, of course, on offer for the Blues and try to prevent Derby County themselves from getting into the top six this season. Something to take away from the fact that there will be over 3,000 Blues supporters travelling to Derbyshire for tomorrow's game. So let's end the season on a high, shall we? Big thank you to both Alex Fletcher for joining me on the show tonight and, of course, Pompey Women's Chairman Eric Colborn. Eric, have a fantastic weekend and we shall see you Sunday. Look forward to it, Jake. Thank you. Thank you as ever to Eric Colborn. Thank you, of course, to Stagecoach Across the South for supporting another episode of the Footblower here on Express FM. Big cheers to everyone who got in touch on the text tweets and emails and for those who just generally listened in as well. If you missed any part of tonight's show or if you just fancy listening back to it, you can tomorrow morning from 4am live here on Express FM if you're up that early. If you're travelling to Pride Park, you've got nothing else better to do, do tune in from 4 through till 5am. Otherwise, you can download the episode in around about 20 minutes time directly from our website expressfm.com forward slash podcast or you can visit the apple podcast google podcast apps or even spotify as well big thank you for tuning in Connor mosley is up next with express floor fillers your vip to Portsmouth's biggest party playing great floor fillers all night long until tomorrow pompey fans have a great night stay safe and play up pompey